The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. Councilmember Scott Benson. To our present, you have a quorum, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Is there a motion to approve the minutes? Are there any objections? Hearing none, the minutes are approved. Negative chair remarks. We will move on to public comment. We have three people that are here. Uh, Mr. Ballant, will you please come up? As well as the other two people that want to give public comment. All right, you got two minutes, Mr. Blanc. Go ahead. Yes, floor sir. is yours. Thank you. Uh, I want to speak in favor of the resolution uh, of uh, the DDA uh, re- returning money to the library, uh, $3.5 million. I know they think that isn't the library's money, but that was the voters' intent. It was under a millage approved by the voters. And so it is the voters' money and the public money, and that $3.5 million would uh, counter the $3.1 million that we've had to borrow from our reserve funds to operate this year. And we are operating with shortages, branches that still need to be open, uh, increased staffing so more of our capacity can be utilized that's existing now, that's already open. So um, this is a concrete public benefit. Uh, it, re- it can relate to jobs, permanent jobs, It can relate fundamentally to the intent of the voters because $3.5 million is what was taken from us in tax captures. And in FY24, you're going to see a proposal to increase that to $4.2 million. The library needs help, and those who claim they're going to help it by taking it over are not offering to help. They can take an action today to help the library and support the $3.5 million uh, return of our uh, millage tax money to the Detroit Public Library. Thank you all. Thank you. Next, we have Mr. Adam Barrett. Two minutes. The floor is yours, sir. There you go. You on now. Thanks. Um, I'm from District 6, and I'm a member of the Friends of the Bowen Branch Library. I'm also urging the committee to support this resolution. Um, the DDA has been stealing the DPL money for long enough. They take 12% of the budget every year from the libraries. Detroit's the only city in the state where this is allowed. Every other city, every other library in Michigan is exempt from tax captures by state law. I believe that that's a racist apartheid policy. We have libraries out there, out here that need roofs, foundation repairs, HVAC upgrades. In fact, there's still six out of the 21 branches that haven't reopened yet from the pandemic. We need that money for our libraries. I was at the last uh, DDA meeting that they actually held and didn't cancel, and the treasurer's report on January 11th of that organization stated that the previous fiscal year, last year, uh, the DDA recorded excess funds of $6 million, and that if things remained on the same track this year, that surplus was projected to be even greater for fiscal year 23. They have excess funds because they're stealing from the libraries and schools with these tax captures. I urge you to support the repayment of money by the DDA to the public libraries. Thank you. 
Thank you, Mr. Bear. All right, Ms. Elena Harada, you had two minutes. The floor is yours, ma'am. Thank you, Representative Coleman Young. <laughs> I would like to follow my colleagues in asking that the resolution be supported to give the money back to the library from the DDA. It's not nearly what the DDA owes to the libraries, but we ask you as representatives of the people of Detroit to stand up for Detroit and not the developers and not the contractors and not the billionaires and not the people who are coming to have fun in our city at the expense of our children, our schools and our libraries. We have already paid for Little Caesars Arena. You have to know by now that the billionaires are insatiable and if you keep on giving to them, it's never enough. What they take, we could really do a lot with. We could actually put first floor bathrooms in our libraries. Can you imagine any of their new developments doing without first floor bathrooms? Can you imagine any of their developments doing without air conditioning? These are the conditions that our children are in schools every day so that you can give suburbanites a good time on the weekends when they come into town. This is a colonial takeover and I ask you to please support the resolution. Thank you. All right, thank you for that. Uh, now, public comment is now closed. Public comment is now closed. Public comment is now closed. All right. Who do we have virtually in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, our first caller is Reverend Bill Wiley Kellerman. Mr. Kellerman, uh, Reverend Kellerman, please, uh, please go on. The floor is yours. Two minutes. Good afternoon, members of the council, staff, guests. Appreciate the chance to speak. My name is Bill Wiley Kellerman. I'm a United Methodist pastor, retired from St. Peter's Episcopal Church. I live in southwest Detroit, just uh, two blocks from the Connolly Library, which has not yet reopened uh, since one of our 100-year storms uh, flooded it a couple of years ago. And it's one of eight, I think, neighborhood libraries that have yet to reopen after COVID because in its case, it needs remediation and repair. But the library's budget has been limited and reduced because it's being looted by Mayor Duggan's downtown development authority, some five to six million dollars uh, per year. Under emergency management, libraries and librarians were removed from Detroit Public Schools, leaving students with, with local libraries as their sole resource. Moreover, libraries serve as a foundational neighborhood centers. Downtown development is once again functioning literally at the expense of neighborhood services and institutions. Moreover, under emergency management and since We've seen this strategy before, weaken the financial viability of an institution or agency, declare it vulnerable, and take it over. I'm here in support of Councilwoman Calloway's resolution as well for the DDA to return funds to the Library Commission and its budget. At least that would be a good start. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate that. Who's next in the queue, Mr. Bow? Mr. Chair, our next caller is Cunningham. All right, Mr. Cunningham, the floor is yours. You had two minutes. Uh, 
Greetings to everyone under the sound of my voice. I ask that you go and ride public transportation, Detroit Department of Transportation, after 6 p.m. weekly and on the weekends. If you're powerful, I'm talking to you. If you're nobody like myself, I'm talking to you. If you are doctor, lawyer, preacher, teacher, whatever you do, nurse, but I want you to ride the coaches after 6 p.m. weekly and on the weekends. And don't be shy when you board the coaches. I would like you to talk to the people around you. Give them a card. See what I've been talking about for years. It got better. It got worse. Uh, uh, to me. It got worse under COVID-19. Hotline number 313-444-9114. So people have called today um, from my comments this morning, and some people are actually riding the coaches and telling me what they see. And that's a good thing. 313-444-9114, and on Facebook, Forced Subservience Cunningham. That's Forced Subservience Cunningham. Um, it's anonymous to go to 313-444-914, and anonymous to look at whatever's on my page. I'm asking you to put me in your prayers. I pray for all council people when I visit my mother. The name is on the list, and we pray for you. We pray for this great city. And I'm asking you to pray in the Holy Spirit, um, chant, whatever you do, I want you to do it. And for the last 13 seconds, I'm multitasking tasking at McDonald's. Here you go, ma'am. Shandra Mako, Yaramasi, Yaramashan, Yaramaka. All right, thank you for that, Mr. Cunningham. Who do we have next in the queue, Mr. Bo? Next caller, Mr. Chair, is Carol Hughes. All right, Ms. Hughes, the floor is yours. You had two minutes. Good afternoon, Chairperson. May I speak? Yes, ma'am, you may. Hold on for a minute. Hold on for a minute. Mr. Mr. Bo, restate it two minutes. <laughs> yes, please. All right. Go ahead. Cause I, I didn't know you was going to do that. Go ahead, Mr. Hugh, Ms. Hughes. Okay, please. Could right. you um, pass um, 5.1? This almost like, you know, we're begging <laughs> the tail to do what the dog is telling them to do. Okay. Um, I don't really care about his DDA and all of that other stuff. We need libraries, and you know we need libraries, and they need to be funded. So our money should go where we want it to go, not where he wants it to go. Okay, so so saying that, um, please uh, take 3.5 mil, four if you could, from uh, that entity and pass it on to Detroit libraries because they're very ne necessary. I grew up at the Edison. It was very important to me as a young person. Um, 6.8 uh, is a philanthropic and ARPA funding for construction at a park for, and the total cost is a million and something. I, I'm wondering why ARPA dollars certainly disappeared from all of the agendas that used to be ARPA dollar bonanza. And now I see now we're using philanthropic, but we're using city funds to support shelters. We have city funds, and, and we don't need philanthropic people to support us if we would use our money in a more, um, uh, shall I say, um, legal way. 
this is not something that we should be uh, uh, supporting. All of this binding of philanthropic and ARPA and our, you know, assets. I think this is beginning to be a problem. You need to address the bus problem. People have complained. I don't know. Denise Fair must feel like her only job is to shoot out uh, periodic uh, announcements. I thought we had a pandemic going on, but we have bus riders who are complaining of cleanliness. I need the health department called down to the table. All right, Ms. Hughes, thank you so much for those comments. Who do we have next to the queue, Mr. Bow? Mr. Chair, our next caller is Joyce Jennings. Ms. Jennings? I'm oh, sorry. Ms. Jennings, the floor is yours. You have two minutes. Good afternoon, Honorable Body, Councilman Young. Um, I'd like to address a couple of issues. Um, I was blessed at one time to be responsible for the performance management of 43 municipal departments um, managing the 311 for city services. And when I look at what is going on today with our city, we have lost the priority of serving our true bosses, which are the citizens of Detroit. I'm going to speak to my first issue. The city health department that is located on Mac off of Woodward across the street from Whole Foods. I recently went to visit that location and I learned that we are leasing a property that at one time also included a parking lot that was made available to the patrons of the health department. The owner of that property who the city is leasing from has now locked the parking lot, forcing the patrons of the city health department to find paid parking outside of the city of Detroit health department location located on Mac. Could we please have someone look into that contract that the city has with the health department at that location to see how the terms of that contract change that prohibits the city employees and citizen residents from being able to use that parking lot. And lastly, we need libraries. And if we can consider holding council meetings in partnership at the libraries in our different districts. So when parents attend meetings, they can also have their children doing work at the library and promote library jobs in our school for children. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And if you could call my office about that parking lot issue, um, I want to get more information about it so we can help you out with that. You can call me at 313-224-4248. That's 313-224-4248. That's 313-224-4248. I look forward to your call, and thank you so much uh, for that information. Uh, who do we have next in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, next in the queue, we have last name Heinen. Okay, Mr. Is, is, is it Mr. or Mrs.? Do we know? Miss. Okay. Miss Hyman, you have two minutes. The floor is yours. Thank you. Uh, I am calling for speaking in support of the resolution put forth by Angela Whitfield Calloway for the DDA to pay a subsidy of $3.5 million annually 
to the Detroit Public Library System. Uh, I think this is a good interim move because I think ultimately we have to exempt our libraries, Wayne County Community College District and schools from um, tax captures. It's particularly important for our community where we have a primarily Spanish speaking community in our library, the Connolly branch held books um, that were both in Spanish and English. They had people at the reference desk who could help, help the children and families who came in for assistance. We have lost that. And the nearest library is two and a half miles away. And it's over railroad tracks through industrial areas. And it just is not convenient for the families and children in our community. Our libraries are, you know, an, an, an example of our being a civilized people. It's also the foundation of democracy. some point we are being led to um, find out more regarding the monies outstanding that have not been paid back to the library by the city of Detroit due to a city of employees wire fraud from of um, library funds. So thank you for your time. We do need our libraries and we appreciate your work on our behalf. Thank you. I appreciate that. Who do we have next in the queue, Mr. Bo? Mr. Chair, the last caller before you close public comment was Motor City Rue. All right, Motor City Rue, you have two minutes. The floor is yours. Oh, thank you for giving me the floor, um, Mr. Young. Um, I once heard that I don't care whether they wear blue uniforms or super fly suits. Uh, that was your father that made that statement. And I also heard <laughs> that the greatness of America was the right to protest for rights. Now, the library money should be given to the library. That money, ARPA money, I noticed there's no uh, allocation for the libraries out of that American Rescue dollar money, $826.7 million. Well, I'm closing the book. I'm going to suspend my investigation into the city of Detroit for the purpose of opening up a new book. We need to have a black citizens union here in Detroit to address all the BS blackface political figures who are here in Detroit. They need to know that it's time for them to hit eight mile road. Now, what I'm saying is this. I heard Mr. Naglick. Uh, yesterday, uh, Deputy Chief Financial Officer uh, say something ridiculous. Revenue bonds are subject to notice. Now, all you uh, out here with earshot, the city of Detroit is a corrupt entity, totally corrupt. All of the departments that are investigated, and my investigative skills are legendary around Detroit. The ones I investigated, are filled with corrupt individuals who are doing devilish deeds on the taxpayers' backs here in the city of Detroit. Unlimited and limited general tax obligation bonds, one cause for voter approval, one cause for referendum notice. 
to provide referendum. The city of Detroit. All right, thank you so much for that, Motor City Rue. Uh, Mr. Bo, any more callers? Mr. Chair, that was the last caller with their hand raised before public comment was closed. All right, excellent. Thank you, Mr. Bo. Now we are moving on to unfinished business. Line item 5.1, submitting a resolution, or submitting authorizing resolution urging the DDA to pay a subsidy to Detroit Public Library in the amount of $3.5 million. Is there a motion to discuss line item 5.1? Motion. Motion. Anybody want to discuss line on 5.1? Um, Mr. Chair. Chair recognizes the Vice Chair Woman Galloway. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, besides the discussion, I really would like to read my resolution for the um, benefit of the public. Um, if you will allow me, I don't know if that's permissible, but I would certainly like to read it. I know one of my colleagues were, was can able to read their um, resolution yesterday. Can we, can we have the discussion at the end? I can allow you to, to read it okay, just yes. so we can discuss back and forth because I want to ask a question. I want everybody to do that, and then you can read it, and then we can vote. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. you. Go ahead. You have some questions, right? Well, or, is it, or something you want to say? No, I just want to read my resolution. Oh, I'm sir. sorry. So if you I'm want, sorry. If you have questions, <laughs> I'm sorry. my discussion guys... is the reading of my resolution. I'm sorry. Uh, in that case, go ahead. I thought you had some questions. We was going to have some back and forth. Then I was going to let you read it. And then we was no, gonna you vote. said discussion. I, I'm sorry. I, okay. No, I, I had it differently. How I had it in my mind, this is going to play out. How it played out was two different things. It, it's not you, it's me. You know, just go ahead. Read, just read what you're going to read. Go ahead, because I got some questions. So just go ahead. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, this is a resolution and urging the DDA to pay a subsidy to the Detroit, I would have to say return, but pay a subsidy to the Detroit Public Library in the amount of $3.5 million. Whereas the mission of the Detroit City Council is to promote economic, cultural, and physical welfare of Detroit citizens through charter mandated legislative functions, and whereas within the tenets of its mission, the DPL enlightens and empowers people by providing diverse and dynamic pathways to literacy and learning. The DPL website also states, and I quote, no matter what changes, the library continues to adapt with the city to ensure that Detroiters' needs are met with diverse collections, engaging programs, and enriching classes, and whereas Despite their best efforts, DPL has struggled to financially to fill its mission, its, fi its financial mission, given its heavy reliance on local property tax revenue, which has not kept pace with its operational and capital needs. DPL requires an additional stable and reliable revenue source to adequately fund its operations so it may accomplish the missions for which it was established. And whereas during its budget deliberations for fiscal year 2023, in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic, DPL planned to reopen 11 additional library branches in fiscal year 2023, beginning July 1, 2022. DPL determined it would need to use 3.1 million of its unassigned journal fund balance to accomplish this goal. And whereas in addition with the reopening of 11 library branches, DPL's administration anticipates funding shortfalls of $3. million in fiscal year 2024, $3. million in fiscal year 2025, 
and $3.5 million yeah. in fiscal year 2026. And whereas, according to a recent legislative policy division report, if future funding shortfalls at this rate are covered by DPL's unassigned general fund balance to maintain balanced budgets, the unassigned general fund balance, i.e. the rainy day fund, of $26 million will be depleted in almost nine years. And whereas the Downtown Development Authority, the DDA, was established pursuant to Michigan Public Act 197 of 1975 as amended, which has been recodified into Michigan Public Act 57 of 2018. Detroit's DDA, which was founded by the Honorable Mayor Coleman A. Young, receives funding for its programs from a number of sources such as grants, contracts, interest on loans, and capture tax increments, increases in property taxes that result from new investments on approved developments. These supportive private investments and business growth through loans, sponsorships, and grants, capital, capital improvements to public infrastructure and additional programs designed to increase economic activity in its designated area, and whereas a portion of the DDA's resources are lawfully derived from the capture of tax revenue that would otherwise go to DPL's general fund finances. The DDA in providing grants and capital improvement funding could provide much needed financial assistance to the DPL, particularly where DPL assets are physically located within DDA's jurisdiction area, jurisdictional area. Now therefore be it resolved that the Detroit City Council urges the downtown development whose mission is to design and implement innovative solutions that drive investment, create jobs, and advance the economy of Detroit through public-private collaborations to provide a subsidy to the Detroit Public Library in the amount of $3.5 million annually. Therefore, be it finally resolved, copies of this resolution shall be provided to Detroit Mayor Michael Duggan, Kevin D. Johnson, the President and Chief Executive Officer of the Detroit Economic Growth Corporation, and the Board of Directors of the DDA. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is, is there anything else you wanted to add? Or, okay. Um, I, I have a couple questions I want to add to LPD. Um, why didn't the commission pass a resolution to be exempted from the tax capture? Because from my understanding, there's two, the, the, either the DDA has to be amended or the debt for the DDA, the bonds for the DDA had to be paid off in order for you to make a change. Is that, is that, and was there ever a time when they could have been exempted? Because I know there was a time with uh, the LCA bonds, but they didn't do that. They chose not to, based on your excellent report. So I'm still reading through. Thank you, Mr. Corley. But they didn't. And so what, but they, they had a deal, a tax sharing deal they cut with them. Is that the same thing with this situation or no? Uh, thank you, um, Mr. Chair, and good afternoon to the uh, council um, members. Um, this is different. Uh, this would require an action from the DDA board to uh, allow the library to receive the $3.5 million um, with, the, with the caveat, with the understanding that the $3.5 million would have to be spent within the jurisdiction of the DDA. Um, and so, of course, the only uh, library branch that's within the DDA is the Skillman branch, uh, which is currently closed um, because of the construction that's going on at the um, 
a Hudson site. And so my understanding is that the um, library commissioners agreed to uh, not uh, do any capital improvements on the Skillman branch as long as the construction is going on at the, at the Hudson site. Uh, I don't recall how much it will cost to uh, fully um, renovate the Skillman branch once it is able to open. Uh, then lastly, I just want to indicate that the $3.5 million figure uh, was, was uh, put in our report mm -hmm. because that was based. The 20 branches, right? On 20 branches. And that's 3.5 million annually plus a two to 4% multiplier. I, I remember reading that report. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to make sure that I'm correct on that, correct? So, That's and, right. and from right. my understanding, this resolution is one time, right? So this, so, so this would need to be an annual contribution, right? And because of inflation, we would, we would um, suggest that a multiplier be included with that, okay. um, because of again, because of inflation, right? Um, so again, DA board would have to sign off on it. It would have to be spent within the DA boundaries, uh, which is the Skillman branch. And again, there's no. There's no update to my knowledge. Maybe Mr. Blind at some point, but to my knowledge, I don't. I don't have an update on what's going on with the Skillman branch. So. Okay. And, and from and, and from my understanding, um, and, and remember, maybe I should ask this to Vice Chairwoman Calloway. Is is this a, is this three point five million? Is this one time or is this annually? Is this the annual? Okay. Does that include the multiplier or no? Okay. No, it doesn't. But okay. what I would like to add, Mr. Chair, we have gotten some recommendations from my colleagues that I also like to incorporate into this resolution. So this is not a final draft because okay. we have been getting, uh, up until last night, we've been getting some suggestions and recommendations from colleagues that we would like to further discuss and per perhaps incorporate into the resolution. My, I, I understand where you're coming from, and, and, and I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is more, so you're saying this would have to be something that would be done internally within the DDA. Yeah. That, is, is, that based, is, that, is that based on internal policy of the DDA, or is that based on state law? So that, to my understanding, that would be based on state law, because yeah, that's what I'm the thinking. DDA board would have to amend its tax, tax increment financing plan in order to um, facilitate this process if it were to go, go through. And most of these policies, from my understanding, have to, re if you're really talking about changing this overall, it would have to require state reform, from my understanding. Because from my, the DDA is authorized by the state. It's designated by the city, but it's authorized by the state. Yeah. So most of the conversation that we're having now, these are the reason why these are resolutions and not actual ordinances or policies. It's because the state determines this policy. And so, I'm, I, I don't, I, I, look, I don't have a I don't have a problem with this. I think <laughs> I think if the if the DDA wanted to uh, show some snark, they probably could send a resolution back to us saying that we could do this because we're authorized the dark charter to be able to appropriate money to the library. So, but I mean, but that's not that's not a big deal to hang your hat on. It's kind of small, but I think ultimately what I'm concerned about. I got two more questions, but I just want to say this because I want to get this off my chest. Ultimately. From my experience, you just have to be very careful with the messages that you send to the state, especially when you're talking about entities that are supposed to be independent. Because when you're sending messages for the city to influence or to ask or to control certain aspects of that, you will have people who operate on the state level who will say, well, let's just provide some clarity to this and let's just have the city take over the library 
and wipe out the commission and let's just have the city take over the schools because the library is the extinction of the school system by design. So I understand that's not this, in, I, that's not this intention, but that's how that works in Lansing. And that's from a 12-year experience of how this stuff happens on a normal day basis. So we have to be very careful about how this is presented and how we do this and how we move and how we operate with this. So I have two more questions. Did you have something you want to say, Member Calloway? Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Chair recognized by Chairman Calloway. Um, I am DPS. I'm born and raised in this city, and the state has controlled our schools. We've had nine to ten emergency managers with DPSCD when I was employed by DPSCD. So the state does what it wants to do when it wants to do it, sir. And I would imagine if they're capturing tax dollars from our Detroit public school system, I hear they don't do it for any other public library system in the state. Why is that? Why are we being chosen to be the, uh, the district or the city where these tax, tax captures or tax exemptions, I'm sorry, tax exemptions are allowed? I just heard someone say that it's not allowable in any other city but Detroit. So I'm wondering why that is. You were in the state for all those years. Why is that, uh, Mr. Chair? Why is it that the city, our libraries, are not tax exempt? I, I appreciate that, yeah. Madam uh, Vice Chairwoman, but that's not what I'm talking about. Okay, well, that was my question. You no, said, what questions no, did that, I have? That, so that was that's, one of my questions. Yeah, but that's, that's not what I'm... Are, are you done, or are you, did you want me... No, that, you said, did I have any questions? Yeah, go ahead. I don't know if anybody is here who can oh, answer I thought that. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. Are you talking to them, or you talking to me? I'm talking to whoever's listening. Okay, go ahead. On whoever can answer it. Go ahead. That's who I'm talking to. Go ahead. So I think it was you, Mr. Corley, who indicated that I don't know why Detroit Public Library System is being treated differently. And the state did take control over our school system for years, almost a decade, with nine emergency managers, a last one being uh, a judge. Judge Rhodes, no education background whatsoever. So my question is, why is our public library system being singled out? Why are we not being subjected to the same laws as every other library system in the state? I don't know if you can answer that or not. Mr. Chair. But that's, but that's one of my questions. Mr. If the chair recognizes Mr. Corley, then I'll respond. I will attempt to respond to that. And it's because <laughs> of the outstanding DDA bonds. So there was legislation that was passed um, in 2016, it allowed the libraries to be exempted from a capture of their millages. However, that legislation also indicated via the DDA Act, if there's any outstanding obligations, which of course are the LCA bonds, mm -hmm. the current um, millage, library millage of the library has to continue to be captured because those are used as a pledge against the DDA bonds. Right. So if the, D, if the DDA board were to agree with this $3.5 million, it would have to come from their surplus dollars. And uh, just to remind the, the council, the DDA captures in total $50 million in tax increment revenue. $30 million of that is used to pay the debt service of the LCA bonds. If the $3.5 million is agreed to by the DDA board mm -hmm. to be, you know, uh, given as a subsidy to the, to the library, then that means that they will have to um, probably forego some of the things that they do as a DDA. 
Thanks. Yeah, no, let, let, what, what I was referring to, and I want to make this clear, I wasn't referring to state takeover of the school system. What I was referring to is the state authorizing the municipality to be able to take over the school system, to be able to absorb the school system. And we've had multiple conversations about that in my tenure. And what I'm saying is, is when you are making resolutions and you are making things to reach out to entities beyond the authority in which you have been given, you are inviting, you are setting up, you are providing the image, you are, you are asking people, and it may not be the case now, it may be five, maybe 10, it may be 25 years down the line, but you have to be careful that you are not inviting forces to be able to allow the school system to be controlled by the city, which has been a debate since my father was in office. And that's all I'm saying. I'm not talking about the state taking over okay. the school. I'm talking about the state empowering the city to do so, as it is in New York and Chicago and other areas. That's what I'm referring to. I'm, I'm not, I'm, this is not an admonishment. This is just a warning. Understand what this looks like understand how this works. And this is something that's been done throughout my 12-year career. This type of stuff. We have had when I was in the state. This type of conversation. So this is real. And I know because I've seen it. I was there when it was happening. So I'm saying, just, I'm not saying that you can't do this. I'm saying be aware. Yeah. Understand. That's all I'm saying. Thank you, Mr. Go ahead, Madam. Go ahead, Madam Vice Chairman. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I have a question. Through the chair, perhaps you can answer this, Mr. Corley. How did the Detroit Zoo and DIA become exempt from the DDA's tax capture? That was, uh, Mr. Chair, um, under separate legislation um, at the state level. Um, and um, it was a strong advocacy for that to, to occur. And um, that legislation did go through. I forget which, which year. I think it was before 2016. And let me, let me say this. Thank you, Mr. Chair. And for the right. record, I speak on, a, uh, on behalf of a lot of folks. Um, and when we go to the, um, to the ballot and we vote for millages, we want those millages to go to where we say they're supposed to go based on our vote. And when that <clears> doesn't happen, that's very concerning to me. So I probably won't support another millage because I'm going to tell the people the truth that in you, when you vote on a millage, there's no guarantee that millage is going to go where you anticipated it to go because they're being captured. They're, the, the, the dollars are being diverted, taken, used, borrowed. It's not going to where we say we wanted it to go when you, when you go to the ballot. So I ha that's a personal thing, but um, I thank you, Mr. Chair, but um, it seems like you can't really answer the question, Mr. Corley. Why is the DPL being um, just set apart and not treated the same way as the DIA and the Detroit Zoo? You, I mean, it was okay answer. You know, I don't know if you have enough information to answer it any further or, you know, with more substantive, more, um, credible information, it just seemed like um, the DPL is being attacked, is under attack. And I am fighting for my kids, I'm fighting for other children. They use libraries as a safe haven. Sometimes they go home, there aren't any parents there, so the parents feel safe having their children in the library. Not only are they there as a safe haven, but they're learning, they're being tutored. And we're robbing them of that opportunity. And I have another question, and I, I see my colleague might have a question too or a comment. 
But why is it that the Skillman Library is closed to accommodate? Is it for safety reasons? Can anybody answer that? Because that might be indefinite. We don't know when the Hudson Project is going to be finished. So that opening of the Skillman Library is based on when the Hudson Project is going to be completed? Mr. Chair. Chair recognizes Thank Mr. Thank you, Corley. Mr. Chair. Thank you, Mr. Chair. My limited understanding is because of the proximity right. of the Skillman Library to the construction site, it is for safety reasons that it is closed. Right. Chair, uh, Member Benson, did you want to say something? Chair, recognize yeah. Member Benson. Uh, number one, I'm hoping to change my colleague's mind when it comes to not supporting millages in the future because of Charles H. Wright as well as the Detroit Historic will be coming to the residents <laughs> of Detroit seeking support <laughs> and Wayne and Oakland County. And they will so hoping, my vote. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm hoping that there will be support of all my colleagues <laughs> when it comes to supporting both of those <clears throat> institutions. But I, I would like to say I, I believe the issue with the zoo as well as the um, as the DIA being excluded from capture was as a direct result of negotiations during the uh, millage process when you have the law to authorize the negotiations of those millages at the county level um, you can have you can have those type of um, uh, safeguards placed in and so which is why I made a suggestion a couple of years ago to the library um, executive staff to hire lobbyists to help in Lansing mm -hmm when it comes to how to have a better say at that level. And so I continue to encourage and urge the library staff as well as their legislative body to continue talking in Lansing. These are state issues and state solutions, but what we see is a routine request to this body for relief. The relief should be sought in Lansing, not at this body, which was what the recommendation was and which is why I urged for the hiring of a lobbying firm, which they did, and they have now. And so I'm hoping they continue that, and I continue to urge for that type of solution there. So, Mr. Mr. Chair, I do want to say I'm hoping that everybody will support the millage when it comes for the Charles H. Wright and the Detroit Historic Society in a couple of years. Thank you. Thank you, and I just want to say I agree with you. I definitely think this is a state issue, and I think this is something that's going to come up when we go to Lansing. Uh, and talk to our colleagues up there about this. This will definitely be on the agenda because, like you said, I totally agree. This is a state issue because it's a state policy. I just want to ask uh, really quickly to LPD, after the developments that receive task capture are completed, how much more in millage does the library receive? Well, if I understand your question, um, Mr. Chair, so... Um, the DDA captures about $4 million from the library. So in addition to that, the library, of course, captures or, or re receives about 30 to $35 million from their millage. So um, I would hope that the millage is renewed in 2026 because of the fact that the library's revenue from the millage is about 90 to 92% of their overall revenue. So hopefully that answers your, your question. And the, well, I, I, just, I, I just wanted to ask, is, is it also because like, you know, once the abatements end, you have more of those property taxes that will go to the DDA. Is that part of the reason why they would, would that be part of the reason why they would hesitate in terms of asking for an exemption? 
Because once that property is built, you have that increase in property taxes because of that project. Once the the exemption ends. Yeah, so so when it comes, Mr. Chair, so when it comes to tax incentives, you know, like the Commercial Rehabilitation Act, obviously Property um, Rehabilitation Act, and so on and so forth, you're right. When those tax incentives end, then the DDA, I'm mean, sorry, the, um, the public library would receive the additional revenue. And we, we have found, even with the tax increment um, financing, where, you know, both the DDA, the um, Detroit Brownfield Redevelopment Authority, um, because of the, those acts, you know, they capture the property tax revenue um, from the library. But even in some instances, because of the increased values from the developments within the DDA, as well as from the Brownfield Redevelopment Authority, especially the Brownfield Redevelopment Authority, um, that endures to the benefit of the, of the library. Okay, and then my final question is, did the Library Commission pass a resolution to be existed from the District Detroit Brownfield Development? Not to my knowledge, Mr. Um, okay. Chair. Did you have anything you wanted to add, Ban- Vice Chair? No. You good? Okay. No. Okay. okay so, th- so now the question is, um, Lina, uh, Member Benson, did you have anything you wanted to say? Wanted to ask a question to you. Maybe I, I missed that. So a library commission failed to request to be exempt from that tax capture when they were legislatively able to do that? What, were you talking about the LCA? Or you talking about you talking about recently? Yeah, the LCA. Yeah, they 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 were able to opt out. They chose not to. But then, um, the uh, God, I can't I I can't come off the top of my head. But the LCA decided to enter into a tax sharing agreement with them, and that's how that happened. All right, we we good back there. All right. All right, we're going we're going to take this up. Okay? Um that being said, does anybody else say now forever hold your peace? Yeah, member Benson. I, I just want to say I want to thank my colleague for bringing this up. And yeah. I think this conversation regarding the library is huge. I'm glad that my colleagues and everybody's really starting to uh, dig in and focus on this. And I'm I'm supportive of the resolution and um, any conversation that will come of this and I believe there's a solution here and how we can support and help the library and work with the DDA to get something done. Um, it may not be exactly how the current um, draft is written, but I think there's a, a solution here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I want to echo that. You know, uh, you know, whatever side of the aisle that we might fall on, I do appreciate. You know, you know, like President Biden says, I like to converse, and you know, I like, you know, I love good, good debate and good discussion. But I appreciate you bringing this forward, and I appreciate the passion and the knowledge that you have for this. And I think this is a good thing, good conversation. And I look forward to having it in the future. Uh, I just want to give a quick reminder. Um, in the audience, you are here to observe, not to participate. So I appreciate if we had that. I understand this is a passionate issue. I understand people feel some type of way. And I want you here. I want you to be able to listen to you. And we thank you for being here. And we know we have expertise here. And we will allow that to happen as we talk about the library in a broader sense. This won't be the last time we have this conversation. But I think for now, we could just let cooler heads prevail. And let's just vote this out. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for that. <clears throat> All right, now, we are moving on to line item 5.1. Is there a motion to 
Hold on, Frank. Dr. Powers. Yes, sir. This is the motion. This is the motion that I moved to approve to formal session, right? I think you need to ask member Callaway if she's ready for it to go. I got the impression that there were still changes being made. Um, if this is the version ready to be sent to formal and that's your desire, yes. Thank you, um, Dr. Powers. And through the chair, it is not my desire to move this forward because we do have a few changes that we'd like to make. I'd like to in incorporate some of my colleagues' suggestions at this point. You want me to bring this back within two weeks? If or? we can bring it back in a week. In a week? Okay. One week. Is there a motion to bring back line on a 5.1 a week? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 5.1 be brought back in a week. Moving on to new business. Mayor's office, line on 6.1. Petition of Shavari Detroit LLC to request it hold the Shavari 2023 at the historic Fort Wayne on August 11th through the 15th, 2023 from 12 p.m to 12 a.m. with live music, food, trucks, beverages, vendors, and family-friendly activities. Is there a motion to move line item 6.1 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.1, move on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Line item 6.2. Petition of United Irish Societies request to hold the 65th annual Detroit St. Patrick's Parade in Corktown on Michigan Avenue on March 12, 2023 from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. with special guests, live music, food and beverages in celebration of St. Patrick's Day. Is there a motion to move line item 6.2 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 6.2, we move on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Line item 6.3, petition of Detroit Unlimited Hydroplane Racing Association request to hold Detroit Unlimited Hydroplane Race on Detroit River south of the Rooster Tail on June 15th through June 18th, 2023, from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. with a temporary street closure on Marquette Street with 350 hydroplane boats driven by professional drivers. From my understanding, the administration is requesting to bring this back in one week. Do I have a motion to bring back line item 6.3 in one week? Discussion. Discussion. Chair recognizes Member Benson. What's the challenge with this one, Mr. Chair? I think Ms. Bethany Fisher is on the line to speak to this, Mr. Washington. Sorry about that, Mr. Chair. You hey. know, um, Mr. Chair, maybe Bethany is not online at this time. Um, but I, could, I may be able to respond to questions. Say it again. Um, Ms. Fisher is not online at this time, but I may be able to respond to questions. Okay, so why is the administration requesting to bring this back in one week? What's the holdup? Uh, it's my understanding that special events is submitting corrected language um, to this item, and so the clerk's office recommended we bring it back in one week. Okay. Remember, basically, that's sufficient? Thank you. All right. Motion's been made to bring this back in one week. Are there any objections? Hearing none. 
We will bring back line item 6.3 in one week. 6.4, submitting mayor's office coordinator's report. Petition of the March Dunane Rouge request to hold 2023 March Dunane Rouge at the Masonic Temple in Cass Park on March 26, 2023. From 12 p.m. to 8 p.m. with temporary street closures on Canfield, 2nd and Temple with a costume parade to celebrate spring and the return of the name Rouge with family-friendly activities and flame effects. Mm. Is there a motion to is there a motion to send line on 6.4 to formal recommend, formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.4 will be put onto formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on the new business. Move on to line on 6.5. Petition of the Children's Tumor Foundation. Request to hold Cupid's Undie Run at 10 Roof, 47 Adam Street on February 18, 2023 from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. with a fun run on Adams, Withrow, Montcalm, and Brush to fundraise for the Children's Tumor Foundation. Is there a motion to move line on 6.5 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on a new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 6.5, we move on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on the new business. Line on 6.6, petition of Fraternal Order of Unite Irishmen request to hold Corktown races in 2023 in conjunction with the 65th annual Detroit St. Patrick's Day Parade on March the 12th, 2023 from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. with a 5K run walk kid quarter mile run emerald run and costume contest in celebration of saint patrick's day is there a motion to move line item 6.6 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on a new business motion are there any objections hearing none line on 6.6 we moved on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put on a new business line item 6.7 petition of firebird tavern Request to hold Fireburg Tavern opening day at 419 Monroe and the adjacent parking lot on April 4, 2023 from 9 a.m. to 11.59 p.m. with food, trucks, and drinks in celebration of the Tigers opening day. Is there a motion to send line item 6.7 to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing the line on 6.7 will be moved on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Line item 6.8, Office of Contracting and Procurement. Contract 600 4863, 62% philanthropic, 38% ARPA funding to provide construction services at Balduck Park. Contractor WCI Contractors, Inc., location 20, 2010, Connor, Detroit, Michigan, 48234. Contract period upon City Council approval. Through December 31st, 2024, total contract amount $1,584,700. Is there a motion to send line item 6.8 to formal session with recommendations for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.8 will be moved on to formal session with recommendations for approval to be put onto new business. Moving on. Line on 6.9, Office of Chief Financial Officer, Office of Development and Grants. Request to accept and appropriate Michigan Strategic Fund Grant, 
The Michigan Arts and Culture Council has awarded the City of Detroit General Services Department Arts, Culture, and Entrepreneurship with the Michigan Strategic Fund for a total of $20,000. The state share is 50% or $20,000 of the approved amount, and there is a required cash match of 50% or $20,000. The total project is $40,000. Is there a motion to send line item 6.9 in the formal session? Recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line on 6.9 will be moved to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Line on 6.10. Request to accept a donation of limestone pathway from Sidewalk Detroit to be installed at the interest of Eliza Howe Park. Sidewalk Detroit is awarded a donation of a limestone pathway valued at 69000 to the City of Detroit General Services Department to be installed at the interest of Eliza Howe Park. There is no match requirement for this donation. And a total project cost is $69,000. Is there a motion to send line on 6.10 in the formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business? Motion. Are there any objections? Hearing none, line item 6.10 will be moved on to formal session with recommendation for approval to be put onto new business. Member reports. Negative member report from the chair. Matt, the chair recognizes Vice Chairwoman Calloway. Thank you, Mr. Chair. Um, we're inviting everybody out for Family Fun Day at the Winter Fest at Palmer Park this Saturday, February 11th from 2 to 5 p.m. And then on Monday, February 13th, I'll be hosting my 13th coffee and conversation at Palmer Park in my new um, district office and everyone is invited to come. Of course it is free of charge and we do have a lot of fun. We have a lot of um, information that we share from the um, city level and from the community level. So again, this Saturday, Winter Fest at Palmer Park, two to five, and then my coffee hour on Monday, the 13th at Palmer Park from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. And thank you, Mr. Chair. Thank you, Madam Vice Chair. Uh, Chair, recognize Mayor Benson. All right, thank you. Um, February 17th, we will be hosting in conjunction with my colleague, uh, Member Mary Waters, a property tax hope program meeting to help remove people from foreclosure. We'll be door knocking between now and the 17th to ensure people are aware. Please come out. We'll be at Hellman Recreation Center from 10 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. and food will be served at around 11 a.m. Uh, we'll have pizza from the Little Caesars pizza truck. So please come out, save your home. There are resources for you. We do not want people to lose their homes or be displaced. And so please come out and learn more about the HOPE program. Apply, save your home. This is also in conjunction with the county treasurer, Sabri, as well. We want to make sure people stay in their homes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, is there a motion to adjourn Neighborhood and Community Services Standing Committee? Motion. Are any objections? Hearing none, Neighborhood Community Service Standing Committee is now adjourned. Council will